Hey guys, Annie Eubank here. Just an FYI, this episode is about a headless chicken. We touch on animal abuse and there are a couple of graphic descriptions. It might not be for everyone. It all started like a scene from one of those black and white old timey movies that you could catch on at 2 a.m. The screen opens up and you're on a dusty farm in the middle of nowhere. A farmer opens his screen door and goes out into the farmyard and he gets his axe. And he goes and he rounds up his flock. And at this point, we all know what's going to happen. This farmer is going to kill some chickens. He grabs one chicken, but here's where the genre of movie changes. It goes from like a Turner classic movie to a David Lynch movie. Because this chicken not only doesn't stop moving, it doesn't die. I'm Annie Eubank, and this is Atlas Obscura, a guide to the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're going to Fruta, Colorado, where you'll find a strange metal statue perched overlooking the tables and chairs of a local coffee shop. It's a statue of a headless chicken, and this headless chicken may very well be the town's most famous resident. After this, the short, sad story of Mike the Headless Chicken. For your next vacation spot, check out Texas for their vast landscape of culture, regions, destinations, and activities. Explore 350 miles of coastline and every kind of hiking trail from strenuous to wheelchair accessible. Enjoy world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Travel Texas even offers an online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. So how did Mike, the normal chicken, one of a billion normal chickens, how did he become Mike, the headless chicken? So it's 1945, and there's a farmer named Lloyd Olson who farms in Colorado, and he raises chickens. He's slaughtering chickens for market, and he grabs one five-month-old chicken and chops its head off. And the next morning, he loads up his wagon to go to town to sell these chickens, and he notices that one is still alive. So, like, this is a thing I've heard of, right? Like, running around like a chicken with your head cut off. But it, feels like it is something is a, that happens. Right. If this happens when you cut a chicken's head off, this has been happening since people have been cutting chickens' heads off, which is like a long time. A chicken with its head cut off 
usually they live about 15 minutes max, but Mike was moving around. And this this just continued for days. What made Mike special? How did this even work? There's a couple of different theories over the years. One is that, you know, when Olsen dropped the axe on Mike, it only cut off basically his face and a little bit of his skull. And so he was walking around with 80% of his brain and that controlled his digestive system, his breathing. So all of Mm. the necessary functions were still there. And other people think that perhaps a lucky blood clot kept him from bleeding to death so quickly. And so they think that kind of the combination of those two factors kept him alive and moving around for the next few months. So as much as this was sort of a, uh, an oddity, it was also a little bit of a, a science or like medical mystery. I honestly think that that's why people are still so interested in him is mm. because it is a mystery. He was in his own right, kind of a, like a, a wonder if kind of a terrible one. And this is where Lloyd Olson sees an opportunity. This is not the first headless chicken. Even before this, there was a tradition of headless chickens in sideshows. I actually found this very interesting report from 1896 where a man, he got in a lot of trouble with the authorities because he would mutilate chickens to make it look like they had lost their heads and he would take them on the sideshow circuit. And so the Olsons had never set out to mutilate their chickens. But they did see an opportunity here to take Mike around the country as a sideshow attraction. Actually, according to their descendants, the Olsons' farm was having some money troubles at the time. So Mike was an opportunity to get some extra cash. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit how today, like, a lot of farmers make extra income by, like, having hay rides or, like, doing a haunted farm or, or having, like, know, a pizza goat farm. yoga. Or goat yoga, exactly. Like, like, this kind of thing has been going on for farmers forever, except, you know, m- mostly it's... Like, way less horrible. (laughs) You know, there's a reason why he was put into sideshows. At the time, a lot of Americans were farmers. They worked in agriculture. And so this was directly relevant to a lot of people's interests. Right, this really would would have shocked farmers who saw it and been like, how is this even possible? Exactly. So Lloyd and his wife, Clara, they use an eyedropper filled with water and milk to feed him. And then they use a syringe to clear out any goop from his throat because obviously like things are not working, you know, as they should because he's missing most of his head. But they they very quickly figure out how to keep Mike alive. This is this is a nightmare. Definitely for Mike. But this continues for about 18 months. The Olsons are traveling around the U.S. and it was a national phenomenon. Oh, wow. Mike's taken to the University of Utah to be studied. Life magazine shows up and does a whole story about him. Oh my God. There's poems written about him, photo shoots. You know, he really was like an animal star. And one night in Arizona, it all comes to an end. The couple is staying in a motel room and they're woken up by the sound of Mike choking on a kernel of corn that he'd somehow gotten. And they're rushing around searching for the syringe that they usually use to clear out his throat. And they both realized that they left it in the next town over. And they just have to watch as Mike chokes to death there in that motel room. The Lloyds return to their farm. 
apparently they made enough money so they could replace a lot of their farm equipment and they buy a, like a 1946 Chevrolet. So like they definitely benefited from it. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is that even though this was kind of an ignominious end for him, Mike is still remembered today. The residents of Fruta, Colorado have adopted him as kind of an icon. On the corner of one intersection, they've even put up a big metal statue of a headless chicken. And not only that, every year the town has a massive festival in Mike's honor. Oh, wow. In 2019, 21,000 people showed up to this what? to the Mike the to the Mike the Headless Chicken Festival. 21,000 people? Yes. It's like more than like a large I don't, what's a cool band? I don't know. Chainsmokers concert. That's like a huge. That's a. That's a. That's crazy. Yeah, there's like a 5K. There's a poultry show, but in reality, the whole thing is kind of really tangential to Mike's legacy. It's not really about him. It's just a really good excuse to have a party. I actually have someone here who's been to the festival. So before I go on, I have a surprise guest. Hello. What? <laughs> You're what? All right. Well, Dylan, you obviously know John. John here is the editor of our show. Good job keeping this an actual surprise for me. This surprise guest is both more familiar and more surprising than I expected. How on earth did you end up at the Mike the Headless Chicken Festival? All right. So in a former life, I was I did I was sort of a touring musician, and I did this tour back in 2009. I just stayed on people's couches, random people's couches, friends of friends. And when I passed through Colorado, a friend of a friend lived in Grand Junction. And it was like one of my f sort of few nights off during the tour. And they're like, oh, you're probably tired if you want to just like hang home. And, you know, there's beer in the fridge, whatever, watch a movie, rest. Uh, we're going to go over to this this festival in Fruita, Colorado. It's called the Mike the Headless Chicken Festival. <laughs> and I was like... No, I'm coming with you. Whatever that is, <laughs> I want to see it. And what's the story of this chicken? Uh, so they they gave me the story on the drive over and we showed up and it was like a legit small town county fair kind of thing, you know, like local rock bands up on the stage, uh, like little whirly rides for the kids, people like making out to the local rock band. This is and what Mike would have wanted. Like this, this is, is what he would have wanted. I, yeah, this is yeah. his. This is his legacy. There is a person in like a mascot suit. It's a headless chicken running around, and you know how like mascot suits they have like the little gauze thing where you can see where the eyes are. It was like right in the middle of the neck, but then like no head. Um, oh man! You've been to the Mike the Headless Chicken Festival. What do you think it is that is bringing people back to this story or keeping this story alive all these many years later? We can talk about like what is what does Mike the headless chicken represent, and what do we project on this chicken as far as like perhaps our own fear of death, and uh, you know, <laughs> for me, I think it's just like I don't know. I think it's just all about like uh, people in a town getting together and, and celebrating the headless chicken. The headless chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I feel some pity. I feel some pity for Mike, but I understand why he's become a town icon and why John, you felt compelled to go to the Mike the Headless Chicken Festival. But in the end, it's not really about Mike. People's reactions to Mike is that they feel, I think the fact that we can't look away from Mike the Headless Chicken, it's not Mike that's the strange one. It's us who are reacting to him this way. The Mike the Headless Chicken Festival 
didn't happen last year because of COVID-19. But it's back this year, should everything work out by then, August 27th and 28th. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. Our production team includes... Chris Naka, Doug Baldinger, Camille Stanley, Sarah Wyman, Dylan Theris, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. I'm Annie Eubank, wishing you all the wonder in the world. Witness Docs from Stitcher. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.